Welcome, birders. This is Ed Pullen, your host on the Bird Bander Podcast, where birders talk birding. Well, my good birding buddy Ken Brown and I are back from our long-awaited East Coast pelagic trip. We got, we've been wanting to do this for years and finally pulled the trigger this year and got out on the Stormy Petrel too. Uh, Brian Pattison's boat out of Hatteras, North Carolina for some East Coast pelagic birding. Neither of us had really done East Coast pelagic birding before, so there were lifers to be had and new experiences for both of us. It was a great trip. Uh, The weather was not very obliging. We hit some uh, pretty high winds and high seas and only got out on two of the three planned pelagic trips, but nonetheless, a good trip, as it always is when Ken and I go birding. We talk a little bit about our, our birding travels together at the beginning of the episode, and we have had some really fun trips. But enough said about that. Uh, I wanted to mention that this part of this episode is about pelagic birding, and I just learned, just discovered a new birding podcast, The Science of Birds by Ivan Philipson. It's really a very cool podcast. He, he, uh, a little corny humor mixed in. You learn a little bit about uh, some of the science background of birds and birding. And he does a nice job. I really enjoyed it. And his most recent episode is Seabirds. Uh, and I listened to that, and it was really fun. So I recommend The Science of Birding uh, as a, a, an additional podcast about birding and birding-related stuff that uh, even non-birders might enjoy. It's, uh, it's somewhere between a, a hardcore birding podcast and... Uh, one of the NPR-like uh, scientific things, National Geographic. It's, it's just a nice mixture of, uh, of information. I think you might enjoy it. So, without further ado, let's get on with this episode of the Bird Banner Podcast. Ken and Ed go pelagic birding. Ken, thanks for coming on the podcast with me. My, one of my first guests, I think you were my first guest in episode two, uh, and we've done one more with Mike Denny sitting out in the in the Blue Mountains a couple of years ago. That was really fun. And here we are sitting in your backyard for the newest episode of the Bird Panther Podcast. Thanks for being on with me. <laughs> well, it's great to be back with you, Ed. Uh, we're just back from our great big trip to the East Coast and to Hatteras. Uh, so it's good to talk about a little bit and visit with you. Yeah, it is good. We got, I, uh, we're sitting in Ken's backyard. I came over. We try to get together maybe every week or sometimes every couple of weeks and just go birding. Uh, mostly in Ken's counties. He does uh, Mason County and Kitsap County here in Washington and get out and do a little county birding and some time together. That was nice. We had a little little time together this morning. Nothing all that special, but always good to get together. And uh, I mostly came over because Ken's got a quiet backyard and thought we could do this recording there. So getting together birding again. Always good to be with friends. Yeah, it was uh, great. We got it. took you to a new place you haven't been to before. Uh, farm that's uh, been turned into a county park called Howe Farm and uh, we look for yellow-breasted chat which is kind of unusual here so uh, we came up empty but we had a nice uh, nice walk around the farm. For sure always good to get out together. One of the things we do together Ken and has been sort of our history as birders. I started taking your birding class of course you can listen to episode two and hear all about that. Started taking your birding course uh, and look, got me from being a totally uh, novice birder to a somewhat proficient birder. Uh, but one of the things we've done is take trips together. Uh, the first big birding trip I ever took was to Alaska with you and Bob and Georgia and some other people. Uh, that was cool. To t- talk about that briefly and how we've traveled together. Oh, well, we've, we've uh, after the, we got acquainted in the class, we just seemed to hit it off. Uh, 
we have a lot of interest in common. We both are big sports fans, and um, we like to travel together, and we get along pretty well. So we just went along for a big trip with uh, Bob and Georgia Ramsey, my mentors, to Alaska. Uh, 16 days, and it was our first really big trip, and it was terrific. Um, then we've gone on, oh, we went to Texas next, I believe. Actually, I've got the list. I went oh, back on, okay. I used eBird as a tool, because I had to re went back and re-edited all my lifers. I can list our trips, Ken. Okay. Our next trip was to Southeast California. Uh, in 1996 was the next big trip we went on. Uh, and then Southeast Arizona in 97, and Texas in 98, we're well, on a one, two, that three. That was the fourth one. That, okay. that was the fourth one. Okay, yeah. so we went to Palm Springs second. Yeah, so yeah we Palm went to Springs, Palm Springs. And, and Salton Sea and all of that. Uh, the day I about died when it was 108 in April. And the day, <laughs> I, and the, uh, day I thought you were just about crazy, a couple oh. of days later when we'll come to LeConte's uh, Thrasher. Oh yeah. We stopped at every dry wash uh, along that road, the backside of, uh, oh, what, uh, Joshua Tree. Backside of Joshua Tree. Joshua and Tree, yeah. You were dogged. You I were was. dogged. I wanted that bird bad. Yeah, we I, got it. Yeah, we, we did. We got it by a three in the afternoon <laughs> It or took hot day and <laughs> yeah. a lot of stops and a yeah. lot of trudging yeah, around, but something. we got it. <laughs> and then we, then we started uh, more East Coast. They went to Point Pelee in Florida in 2005. Yeah. That was the last big trip, I think, with Bob and Georgia. Uh, and, and then uh, Montana, North Dakota with uh, Kay and uh, Vera. Yeah. Uh, and then we chased to San Francisco for that rustic bonding. I don't know if that really that counts. Was, yeah, that was a crazy uh, chase. And then we did ABC repositioning crews that, that we right. put together. Uh, put together, I think, tw I think 16 turned into 20 people went on a repositioning cruise from uh, uh, Sam, uh, L.A. to Vancouver. That was I think Florida was in there, too. I don't yeah, know Yeah, we did Florida, Florida 2005 with yeah. Bob and Georgia. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and then we went with uh, to the post monsoon Arizona trip in 2016, and then uh, around then uh, we had the, the trip. I don't know exactly when you went back to Big Bend. It was the year the the month Kay got sick. Oh, I was yeah. gonna go. I was gonna go back to Big Bend. We we're gonna try for Kalima warbler and that sort of thing. And Kay got her diagnosed of cancer and had surgery right during that time. And I bailed on that trip, but you went off to that. Yeah. And then uh, we did the Cassia Cross Bill Himalayan Snowcock trip. It was more of an ABC trip. <laughs> yeah, that was a and short the five one. day searcher trip just last fall. Right. And that brings us to North Carolina. So, right. uh, what, what were you hoping for on this North Carolina trip, Ken? Well, I've never been on the Atlantic seaboard. Um, so, I was, I've been looking for, uh, waiting for, see the, Atlantic seabirds for a long time now, and so, so have you. We've talked about it over and over again, and well, we should get back there and do it, and we always put it off, and finally, uh, I guess I put a bee in your bonnet, because you, you went for it, and you made the, all the arrangements. You got the airlines, and got the rental car, and uh, well, the big we, thing was getting on the boat. We were going, yeah. We, we yep, planned we our trip boat. around. The, my strategy, probably a flawed strategy, people have said, well, why didn't you just do plan five trips? Well, I thought, you know, I'm, I, I like pelagic birding, but, you know, five days in a row, uh, probably more than <laughs> my stomach and, and the rest of my body was going to handle. Uh, so I thought, well, plus, let's plan five days, three trips, a day, trip, day off, trip, day off, trip, day off. You know, best laid plans of uh, mice and men sort of thing. But that was that was a strategy, and I looked at what dates are available with uh, with the Hatteras boat, with, uh, with uh, the storm, storm 
Petrol, Stormy Petrol 2. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we ended up planning trips on the 20th, 22nd, and 24th of May. And, and it was the strategy. Every and other day. It seemed like the after the 15th of May, you had the best chance that more of the target birds were hoping for. June might have been better, but those weren't available. Uh, by the time we got around to scheduling, those were all full. Uh, so. Yeah, we were a little late scheduling. I think if we'd have, if we'd have jumped in there, I, we were scheduling in January. Mm -hmm. I think if we'd have got in there last October, November, we'd have had a much better chance of getting. Uh, around the first of June, I think is really the time you want down there. Yeah. But anyway, we got we had on three trips. We got scheduled on three trips and took off. We and, and it was everything was kind of goofy about this trip. We had a morning flight. Uh, scheduled and a week after I scheduled the morning flight it got changed to a 10:45 takeoff p.m. flight so a, a nice day trip turned into a red eye uh, and so we got into uh, got into Raleigh Durham which was the airport I chose because I thought we'd have a chance at Bachman Sparrow going to and from uh, whereas if we went uh, north to uh, Virginia or some airport north there that would be way out of the way so anyway we got to Raleigh Durham, got a rent a car, right as expected, and headed for uh, headed for Hatteras. Yeah, we went out uh, Highway 64. It looked like the the best way to go, the quickest, most direct way, and uh, we went a couple hours. It was like uh, six o'clock in the morning their time, East Coast time, when we got in, which was like three in the morning for us. So uh, surprisingly, we were pretty chipper. We went out and we we made our first stop at a little park. Uh, on the Tar River called Sunset Park and we dipped our toes into East Coast birding and it was uh, really nice. I think we got 20-25 species and and uh, mostly East Coast birds so it was a nice little introduction and we went out and got breakfast and we mushed on. We uh, went right to Alligator River. Yeah, Alligator River National Wildlife Refuge. Uh, I am in love with the U.S. system of National Wildlife Refuges. Uh, Marianne and I did this Mississippi River trip and it was just shocking how many beautiful wildlife refuges there are in this country and uh, it seems like every single one of them has something special to offer so, and this was no exception. It had some really interesting places. Yeah, it was, uh, it's on the top of the eBird list for birds. Uh, we didn't realize how uh, all the other animals that were there, there were uh, bears. I just pointed at Anna's hummingbird right <laughs> over our head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there were bears abundantly and, and uh, snakes on the road. Uh, um, it was uh, very birdy. We got there uh, around noon, one o'clock, and uh, there were birds singing all over the prothonotary warblers and indigo buntings. And Northern bobwhites singing. Bobwhites calling out in the field and blue grosbeaks. Guy, it was just wonderful. Yeah, so we kind of wet our toes. And uh, got our got our energy back up a little birding after a long drive after not much sleep uh, and had a really nice time when I, what was the name of that road we were on do you remember uh, the first one we birded the first day was Buffalo City yeah Buffalo City Road uh, and that you know the the I think I had some online resource that suggested that was a good place to go so we went there and it was it was very nice uh, we had a nice time and and then headed for Hatteras and uh, didn't we get stuck in the sand before we even got there? Oh, you're going to go into that. Oh, no. <laughs> well, since I was driving, I'll go ahead and fess up. Yeah, I pulled off and uh, it was on Highway 12 after we'd made the turn uh, south of Nags Head. And 
we we went by a pea island and there were all sorts of shorebirds out on the um, west side of the road and oh we just had to stop and we stopped and oh, went too far off the road and the sand is shifting there and very deep do not go off the road off of highway 12. yeah reminded me i was thinking i'm so glad ken was driving the last time i got off the road was uh, up on the waterville plateau when i got off the, into the snow and we got towed up by a truck uh this time we we just were we were just in luck one guy first guy pulled over to pick up truck said deflate your tires to 15 pounds and you'll drive right out and i'm like god i'm gonna have flat tires and be stuck in the sand this doesn't sound promising and then a nice young lady pulled over and she gets out a little briefcase sort of thing and she pops it open and she has traction strips what she called traction strips in her car and they're little orange plastic things that you stick under your tires and we just pumped those in and backed right up. Slick as slick. Well, I don't, wouldn't say we backed right up. We, well, I, we I got on my knees and pushed, and <laughs> yeah. you drove, and we got out. Yeah, We got out. <laughs> I thought it was pretty damn slick. I was pretty happy about that. I was like, oh, my word, yeah. We avoided uh, catastrophe. <laughs> so we got our rental car out of the sand and uh, did just pull over much more cautiously, did a little shorebirding there, and then headed for our hotel and spent the night and got some pretty good dinner. And uh, we're excited because the next morning we ought to get some sleep because the next morning at uh, 5.15 we had to be at the dock uh, to meet the To uh, uh, join the trip, uh, <clears throat> we, uh, we went ahead and got there and we stood in line and um, Kate Sutherland came out. She's pretty much the, uh, the uh, assistant there that helps you get on the boat and uh, she said that the trip was canceled for that day. And uh, we'd seen the weather report, it wasn't too favorable, but we were hoping. So we immediately asked her if we could, if there's a opening in the next few days that could we change the schedule around and get on the boat. And fortunately, we were very fortunate she put us on the very next day. I think we were fortunate that we were there early. We were one of the first people to show up. Yeah. And two or three of the people in front of us couldn't go on the next day and so we got on I think the people who showed up were like right on time yeah. they were they yeah. were too late they they, they yeah. didn't get the early the early bird got the next day reservation you're there. right we were fifth and sixth in line yeah. we got there early so that helped so that we, helped. Were, we were very fortunate there and, um, so, so here we are 5 15 in the morning figuring out what we're gonna do for the day yeah we had to change plans very quickly and uh, we decided that uh, we would head back toward uh, Pea Island. Mm -hmm. That seemed like the, uh, the logical thing to do. We had, we knew we were going to have a couple other days to bird around Hatteras and Buxton, so we went to Pea Island, and uh, we uh, stopped at <coughs> the headquarters. We were looking for access. There was no, there's not a lot of access there and uh, we found a trail that we could walk <laughs> and so we decided we were going to go out and walk this trail it was oh what mile a mile and a half long yeah, it's pretty good trail right out into the mar marshy yeah, area right out into the, the lake you could look both ways water both ways it was like a raised little aqueduct out there and we headed off and oh my gosh the first thing we noticed was there were mosquitoes <laughs> oh my word i i i you know i am uh I am a more cautious dresser. When I travel, I, I wear these safari pants, these nylon safari pants, 
and a long sleeve shirt. And so I'm, you know, got bugs on my hands and a few bugs on my feet. Ken's in short pants and his legs looked like he had smallpox or something. There were like a hundred mosquitoes on his legs. <laughs> and of course we did not have any uh, dope. Yeah. <laughs> so That we, was back in my suitcase. We were in bad shape, yeah. but what, what the heck? I mean, we were only in North Carolina and uh, Hatteras area uh, one time, so let's go for it. So we walked it. And we were very fortunate because out on the end there was a nice uh, tall platform, a tower that we could walk up. And the, there was a little bit of breeze, and it, it protected us just a little bit. Yeah, of course, the good. walk back was no fun. So, but we, we spent an hour and a half here <laughs> yeah. before we got the courage yeah. to go back into the mosquitoes. We decided to do a little watch up there. <laughs> and it worked. We got, we got the, the rare mute swans. Yes, yes. And we got our mute swan. And that was... A countable down there that's, that's countable listable there yeah. and and uh it shows up on the bird alert but i guess yeah. that pair has been there for six years or something we found out later yeah we found out later on the boat here we thought <laughs> anyway. we had something but. yeah oh boy this is exciting <laughs> but we did we had uh we had uh american oyster catchers flying around we had a good variety of uh passerins and a good variety of shorebirds it was oh yeah it yeah. was it was very good a lot of shorebirds i think we had 54 species on that trip and uh we had a nice variety of, of land birds. We even had a great horned owl sitting out uh, on the bay side. It took a while to figure that out. <laughs> it's so far away, but yeah. Uh, it, was, it was very cool, but uh, we got a little bit of everything on that trip. Yeah, on we that. did well with there. And then, and the wind was pretty pretty much howling once you got on the, uh, on the ocean side of the Hatteras. And so a lot of the other places we had hoped to go birding were just, it was pretty tough. The sand was blowing and, uh, uh, we, we got around that day, kind of did our best. Yeah, we went back and we did the salt pond and ramp 43-44, I believe it's called, and mm -hmm. uh, walked out. There was uh, four or five uh, local birders doing a nice sea watch there, and they had a whole bunch of stuff, um, pelagic birds. So uh, we, we thought we'd set up there, and we didn't see too much that day, but uh, uh, kind of got our, our feet wet there in Hatteras and, and uh, Pea Island. Yeah, so we, we did that, we had uh, dinner again, and uh, and got up the next morning to try again. We did, and we got out there, and uh, the, we had seen the weather report. We were looking at the local weather report for Hatteras, and I if I was going again, I right from the very start, I would tell people they need to check the marine. N the NOAA Marine re Report because it's a lot different out on the ocean than it is in Hatteras. And we started checking that and we could see that the swells were going to be very bad that day and there was high wind. Uh, we had the unfortunate luck of arriving at Hatteras when there was a stationary low that came in and this was a very unusual situation. I believe they canceled five days that week we were there. When Kate said that it was just unprecedented. It just sat right over uh, Carolina, especially the coast. And uh, we, we got out two days, they canceled the last day. There were six to nine foot swells and 40 mile an hour winds, just impossible situations. Yeah, it was pretty rough. Uh, but anyway, we, we got on the boat. We got on the boat that uh, the second day, the rescheduled trip uh, and uh, uh, Brian gives us his uh, salty, crusty uh, uh, introduction, safety briefing, where he tells us 
if you can hurt us, your own damn fault, I told you. <laughs> Something to that effect. <laughs> it was uh, not my fault, your fault. Uh, and he, he, he's an interesting guy, really sharp birder, fun guy to be around, but uh, he definitely uh, doesn't hold back at times uh, in, in terms of when he wants something done, you hear it, and that's good. He's a, uh, he's a little surly. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> anyway, so interestingly, you know, it looks like, you know, just go around the point and head out to sea. No, no, no. Uh, uh, it, it takes 45 minutes of, of a meandering following the channel out almost way down to where the ferry lands on the next island. I forget the name of that. Oracoke. Oracoke. Almost way down to Oracoke Island before you finally head uh, east and out to sea. And so it takes 45 minutes to get out of the harbor, essentially. <laughs> uh, and and then and then there's two, two areas you bird. One is getting out. And, and that's interesting. What is that? It's the north, the, the Arctic uh, current, or what's it called? Yeah, the uh, close in there, I, I think it was an hour and a half cruise we had to, to get out to the Gulf. Mm -hmm. And um, amazingly, the Gulf was 79 degrees when we were there. I just couldn't believe there was water that warm. Mm -hmm. uh, but you have to, in order to get there, you have to go through the cold Labrador current. And that's uh, several miles uh, through, and it's uh, much colder and much more unproductive. Yeah. And uh, we had very few birds in that area. We got a few birds uh, in the bay as we were heading out uh, on all the trips. Uh, on the, both the trips that we were on, we got uh, uh, wimbrels, which was good for us. Mm -hmm. We got ibis, white ibis. Mm -hmm. And uh, what else? Oh, common loon that we Co didn't have anywhere loon, else. Yeah. yeah. And we got oyster catchers. Oyster and, catchers and, and skimmers. Skimmers and, and, and things you, know. you can get from shore pretty yeah. easily. But it's, it's, uh, it's a trip out. And yeah. uh, the wind was coming pretty much out of the northeast the whole time, I think. North-northeast. Uh, yeah, it uh, was on and, that day. I and so we're heading, you know, diagonal of the wind. And so the trip out was, you know, pounding, and but, but not too bad. At least yep. I didn't think. It was, you know, not terribly different than a West Coast project. You beat yourself up on the waves a little bit getting out there. But it was okay and not that birdie. And the boat is interesting. You know, I, I've never been on a boat that had so little room indoors. I mean, it, it's a really good birding boat. It's got great seating and standing, both at the stern and at the bow and on both sides of the boat outside. Uh, and so no matter what direction you're going, there's usually one side of the boat that wasn't getting spray. Brian calls it a wet boat. He's right. When the waves hit it, the spray comes right up onto the boat. But on the, on the lee side of the wind, you usually can stay dry or kind of dry. Uh, and uh, But there was room for like nine people to sit indoors. It was not... Uh, not a boat where you could all go in, get out of the weather at once sort of thing. Yeah, it's definitely an outdoor boat. It's for outdoor viewing. It's got nice seating, um, and it's got a nice uh, stern area, but the indoors, unfortunately for bad weathers like we had, is, is not very good. And that first day, oh my goodness, I'd never been so cold and wet in my life, especially well, coming back. I don't know. I think I've been that cold and wet. I was, I, I was dressed. Well, you were dressed. I, I was, was dressed. in my I had shorts and a chance in short polo pants. shirt. Didn't, didn't even bring his rain pants with you. I don't <laughs> no, think that day. I did didn't you? have a thing. I did. And I, I had all my rain gear on. I was, I was, you know, yeah, you a were, little bit cold. You were Ken was prepared. freezing his freezing. I froze uh, because I was on the the stern of the ship coming home, and there was water shipping over the top top platform. It's got a nice top platform. Unfortunately, we were not able to use it at all because the sea conditions were too rough. It was open, I think, maybe one or two hours on the first day, oh, yeah. and then it closed down the second day. Yeah. And the water would ship over the top of that and drip off the edges, and 
Oh my God. Yeah. You'd be sitting on the lee side of the boat and you think, I'm okay, I'm okay. And then the boat lists in that direction and all the water from up above just comes pouring down on us. It was, it was pretty, uh, pretty wild. So there were like, there were like eight or nine people, 10 people inside and they were nice and dry. And then there were like, oh, eight, nine people in the stern and we were hovering under the, the, the cover and there were people in the uh, latrines <laughs> sitting in the latrines trying to keep dry and then there were people outside braving it and they were just it was, that was so mostly on the a trip back in trip when back we were in, out yeah. there and going slowly and birding it was fine it was fine when we were it, when we were in the gulf yeah the danger was getting knocked over yeah. uh and, and brian didn't have any qualms about telling you to face the water and hang on <laughs> at all times <laughs> which was good news so photography for me was Almost out of the question. Yeah, it was I mean, tough. if you unless you can take pictures with one hand while you hang on with the other hand, <laughs> it wasn't happening. So I didn't do much in terms of photography out there because it was just it was dangerous. I'd say the day deteriorated as we went. Yeah. It was it was pretty good midday, and then after that in the afternoon. But the birds, the birds were good. Uh, the, the the birds we saw, we got great views. We got uh, good we, views. We had black cap black cap petrels are the predominant pterodroma or gadfly petrel out there. We had over a hundred of them and great looks right. at close range. It's really, really fun. Yeah, following uh, the boat, they weren't just uh, uh, dynamically soaring. They were behind the boat following the, the uh, chum blocks in. Mm -hmm. So we had great looks at them. Mm -hmm. uh, we only had seven species though, I think that day. Yeah, so it was, it, was, it was very, it was tough. It was tough uh, picking. We had lots and lots of Wilson stone petrels, the ones right. that kind of walk on the water and and, uh, and so there were over a hundred of those. We had a halfway decent look at band rump stone petrel, uh, which was uh, the other uh, white rump stone petrel that you right. had a good chance of seeing out there. And there were two or three of them, but one of them gave a satisfactory view. I felt good about putting on my life list. One came in very close. Yeah, that and, was nice. Uh, and you could, you could tell the difference. Oh, uh, yeah, very nice. But except for that, it was tough. We had a relatively few Cory shearwaters. Just a relatively a few. few Audubon shearwaters, yeah. uh, and I think somebody might have seen a leech stone petrel, but I didn't get. I don't think it went on the list. Yeah, I don't. Common know. tern. Common tern. Maybe it was. It was. It was, uh, it was in slim terms of pickings. species, it was slim picking, which is just for West Coast pelagic birders. And we're not great pelagic birders. We done a fair number of West Coast trips. I mean, both the number and species diversity is exponentially more. I mean, you just have lots more birds and more species opportunities but they're not the same ones so if you want to get the ones we got you got to go east yeah anyway so the birding was was interesting uh and the experience was extraordinarily uh wild i mean the the oceans i thought i can see why they cancel trips if it's any worse because i wouldn't want to be out there on any worse days and that day rained a fair bit which made it even harder but anyway, yeah. we got through the day, we got in, we were safe and sound. We actually had enough energy to go birding a little bit that afternoon, barely. I think we... Wasn't that the day we went over and got the uh, American Golden Plover? It was, yeah, uh, that's right. I think we went back into town, uh -huh. looked for a place to eat, and I think... No, we ate out at, uh, we ate out by, at the marina, and we then we went yeah. in. Yeah, anyway, I got our birdie. There was an American Golden Plover that was hanging out at a campground on Hatteras, uh, and that was kind of cool. Uh, yeah, all you had to do was look for the campsites that were flooded. <laughs> That's where it was. Uh, so that was kind of fun. And uh, and then we were scheduled to go the next day. And we got up again and did it again. Yes, we got up and uh, this time I dressed warmly. 
I put all my clothes on, my sweatshirt and my rain gear, and I was ready. And I was nice and toasty. So, uh, toasty, I wouldn't say I was toasty, but we were reasonably comfortable. I was toasty. I okay. It was, it was actually warm that day until noon. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we got out, and that day was quite a different day at sea, Very as different. pelagic trips are. You go to the same place two days in a row, you don't see the same birds. So we had a Cory Shearwater show. I mean, they were just all over the place that day, with pretty good looks at Audubon's too, but a lot of Cory Shearwaters. Audubon's came in much closer, gave us much nicer views. Uh, before, they had a couple of them the day before, and they were really just distant flybys, mm -hmm. and they were really tough to see. So we got a really good look at Audubon's. And Corey's, too. I mean, yeah. they were just putting on a show. Uh, we had, oh, 10 times, 15 times more Corey Shearwaters the second day than we right. had the first day. And we had uh, black caps, petrels, of course, the same pterodromas doing their uh, soaring sort of stuff that gadfly petrels do this super cool. Yeah, we were very fortunate really that way to have high winds, even though it was kind of uncomfortable for us because we got to witness this dynamic soaring that they're always talking about. And it was, you could, you could uh, we were, we're kind of bow riders. So Ed and I were usually up on the bow. We'd sneak back to the stern when Kate had something going. Uh, but we were looking way ahead, looking in our binoculars, and we could see these guys arcing up on the horizon. It was, it was really fun to see. It is fun. Uh, so we saw those, and uh, for me, without a doubt, the highlight of that day was a Trindati petrel. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and that is a cool, cool bird. But, and we saw just one of them, I think. We saw it more than once, but I think it was just one bird. And, but, but by the time we saw it, I had been absolutely inundated with splashing water and I had put my camera away I just about 15 minutes before the bird came I just said I'm gonna lose my camera if I try to stay out there I'm just getting drenched it was really tough the waves the boat would lurch and the waves would come up over the side a little bit so I put my camera away and no sooner had I done that than the call comes out there's a Trindadi petrel coming up in the stern uh, and uh, it was not hard to pick this bird out it was very very different yeah it was that was a terrific moment for us uh, we we wanted the four uh, pterodromas actually, but two that was we were on our way, and this bird just came ripping through from the stern, and it stayed around the boat for quite a while. We got terrific looks above and below, and then it took off for a little while. We watched it go fly into the difference, and then it came back again. I ran in, got my camera, <laughs> <laughs> so we just got terrific looks at the bird, and we were very pleased with that. It was really cool. It was really cool. I mean. You just couldn't have asked for a better look at a hard-to-find bird. So Trindati petrel was our uh, rare bird of the trip, I would say. Big check mark. Yeah, that was fun. Got that, and uh, pretty much the rest of the day we got some look at leeches storm petrel, another, but we get those on the west coast pretty easily, so that was fun to see, and tons of Wilson storm petrels again. Yeah, we got all three petrels, and uh, storm, petrel. storm petrels, excuse me, and. Uh, we got pretty good looks at, at all of them. There were, I think there were only one or two uh, band rump that day, but we, they came in close again and we got a good look at the wings. And uh, I would echo what uh, Kate said. Uh, you know, you want to learn the, the, the important field marks and you want to know all, all the plumage uh, differences, but learn your jizz on those things. Because when you've got 80, 70, 80 storm petrels following you, and you want to pick out one, 
It is not easy. You don't go by the width of the band drum. No, you don't go by the bits of the band drum. And, uh, you, you know, it's a t complete behavior, um, how they fly. It's, it's, uh, it's just really birding by the seat of your pants. You've got to have a feel for it. That, that's pelagic birding in whole, but still, especially yeah. with these guys. It especially was, with the storm. If you, if you didn't look for a different flight pattern, you would never have gotten on this bird. It's a lot different than Washington. Here in Washington, you go out, you get the storm petrels. In close, you get the forked tails, and they're light colored. Out farther, do you get the leeches? They're dark the colored. Of, that's the end of the story. It's pretty, it's pretty easy, light and dark. <laughs> but, but off Southern California and here, oh, it was a challenge for us. It yeah. was, it's tough. It was fun. But anyway, I had another really good day, and the trip in was, I would say, even more challenging in terms of just how rough it was, but you, we were warmer, so. We were warmer, and I don't think that it was uh, quite as much water coming off the top as, as the, the day before, so we were quite as wet. I, I would have said that you were dressed better, and it was about the same. <laughs> well, I, I think midday I took off my uh, rain suit. I, I stowed it, and I just went around in, I think, I did I get down to my short sleeve shirt? I might have. It was actually 70, 75 degrees, and then on the way in, it chilled down. The wind picked up, and I think I went in and got my sweatshirt back on. I don't think I put my uh, suit back on, my rain suit, but mm -hmm. I, it was it was all right. It was more comfortable than the day before. The day for before, sure. oh, for sure. Anyway, had another good day and uh, got. We we're hoping for two. There were four pterodroma petrels. We had a reasonable chance at. And after two plotted trips, we had two of them. So we're feeling, yeah, this is okay. This is pretty yeah. good. And then uh, we're scheduled uh, to go, not the next day, but the day after. But we looked at the weather forecast and it looked like it was, from that day on, it was just gonna get worse every day until after we were gone, pretty much through the weekend. Uh, and so we asked if we could get an, a place on the next day's pelagic, but we're, there was no room for us. So we were not able to get on the, the third day in a row instead of going uh, the 24th, hoping it's the 23rd, and that there wasn't space for us, uh, and that that boat went out. But it it was a really really rough day. We heard, and they didn't get anything different really to speak of. No, I don't think they did. They came back a little early too, I think. Yeah, I think they just got really kind of washed out in terms of weather, and and our trip for the last day was canceled. Uh, uh, we actually knew the night before that it was canceled, which was pretty handy. So we had a day on shore to bird while we we're waiting to see if we we're going to go out the next day, and that was kind of a in, in ways of fun day, the weather was tough, the wind was really ripping, uh, but we, we, we spent, uh, I don't think I've seen Ken before, barefoot birding in a t-shirt uh, uh, and shorts. Uh, we kind of found a place hunkered down behind a sand dunes. We sat down on the ground uh, and did a little sea watch for two, three hours. That was kind of fun. Yeah, we did two different sea watches. We uh, did one down by the salt pond, which is down by the, the point, and uh, uh, we looked for sand dunes we could hide behind, and we found one. Unfortunately, the tide was a little erratic, and it, <laughs> it soaked us pretty good one time. But uh, we had got a couple of Jaegers, and we had we had a good time watching the least turns and the royal turns uh, City sure with the Jaegers. And the, the next place. That yeah. was yeah. The next then we, in the afternoon, I think we went and ate lunch, and we went to the lighthouse area. And again, we found a nice dune to hide behind. And once you got behind the out of the wind, it was nice. It was warm. It was very around pleasant. 70, very pleasant. And uh, we could actually set up our scopes. <laughs> we could actually look at birds. And we had uh, Ed almost as soon as we got there had to 
I think three sooties fly mm -hmm. through the pretty close in so we decided to do a sea watch there and we ended up with I think 13 sooties and I think we got our only gold bill turn there. Yeah. Uh, I think we got parasitic in Palmer too, didn't we? Uh, I don't know if we yeah, did I think there. We did. did we there? Was it maybe as a place before? I can't remember. Yeah. But that day we had both parasitic and Palmer yeah. from shore. Yeah. So we had we had fun doing a little sea watch, just kind of uh, taking advantage of the the high wind and the the bad weather. <laughs> Didn't get the whitetail tropic bird. We were hoping would get blown in, but still, no, no. it's pretty good. The fellows before, boy, they had a heck of a sea watch. They did. Yeah. The day That's was what the first experience. day we got canceled. Yeah. Anyway, had a nice day there, and then uh, went back to a hotel and uh, tried to call to see if we could uh, get out of our last night's hotel reservation, because Kate had already let us know that the trip wasn't happening the next day. And uh, no luck, because the person on duty didn't have, any, uh, didn't have any authority, but fortunately we got a good night's sleep and got up early the next morning, and the woman said, yeah, sure, uh, let us off our hotel reservation, gave us a refund and we decided to head out. So we uh, left from there uh, fairly early in the morning and headed back to Alligator River National Wildlife Refuge. We had thought about taking the ferry off the bottom end and going our way around, but it just looked like ferry connections and it was just gonna take too long to get going. So decided to retrace our steps. Yeah, we only had two days and uh, it looked like the ferry connections were, were poor there. So we went back to Alligator and uh, Fortunately, we had talked to a young fellow from LSU, a uh, young student there, and he gave us some hints on uh, where to bird at Alligator River, and we tried a new spot called Possum Road, and we were very fortunate. It was a very good birding. I think we had over 30 species, and uh, we got some crushing looks at eastern birds that we just typically don't yeah. have any clue about. Sure, northern parula, <laughs> black-throated green warblers were great. We had a flyover, our only sandwich turns of the trip, which yeah. was kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Vox's Swifts were just twittering overhead all the time. So it was, no, excuse me, Chimney Swifts, when I'm talking about my West Coast bird here, <laughs> Chimney Swifts were twittering overhead all the time. You didn't even come back at me with that. Kevin. Yeah, really. It sounded normal. Voxes would be a good bird there. Yeah. <laughs> chimney Swifts were all over the place. And we just had our beautiful morning of birding. And, uh, and puttered around there for the day, got really, uh, really nice stuff. Yeah, we went over to back, we went, worked our way back through and we had our, I think our only black vulture mm -hmm. flying around. Uh, actually, we might've had another one later, but we didn't get a good look at it. Um, and we went back to uh, Buffalo City Road mm -hmm. and we went to the end of it and we took, uh, there's a little paddle uh, area, I guess they call it, and we, there's a trail there. So we took the trail out, not half a mile, yeah. three quarters of a mile. And we got a good look at a cuckoo, and we had several birds there, and we saw our only alligator for the trip. We did. Ken <laughs> spotted an alligator. Not <laughs> an alligator river, National Wildlife Refuge has to have an alligator. You gotta have an alligator. And my wife said, uh, "Well, you're an alligator. Have you seen any alligators yet?" I said, earlier, and I had told her no. And so I sent her a picture right away. And I, I said the first one I took was kind of small. I think it was with my uh, phone. So then I, I wised up and I took a picture of my camera shot and uh, it was much better and uh, she was much happier then. She thought, thank goodness you didn't go to Alligator National Wildlife, Alligator River National Wildlife Refuge and not see an alligator. We saw black bears, the snakes were something. Oh, oh the snakes were something. On the road. Laying yeah, right on the road. stopping to not run yeah. over them. I still haven't keyed those out. I don't, I don't know what to they try were, to key but those out. I didn't get close enough to get to them. I'm not yeah. a big snake guy. 
Oh, the one at uh, the pond, open pond trail, that was that one was a little scary, that black and white one. I think that might have been a king snake or something like that. I don't know. I, it, fortunately, I noticed it before we stepped on it. And uh... Yeah, that was kind of a fun little walk that, there at the open pond. We went back into a little pond there by the, the veterans, uh, or the British uh, officers uh, cemetery or uh, shrine. British uh, sailors. Yeah. We went back in there and we, and, uh, we had a snake and we, we didn't see too many birds, but on the way out the fro the little baby frogs had hatched oh, and they were crazy. just everywhere over the road. Yeah, you know, three-eighths of an inch size, little brown frogs, some kind of tree frog, I think. But uh, they were cool. I, don't, I think they were pond frogs, some sort. Whatever, but... there were lots of them. <laughs> yeah, there were lots were. of them. <laughs> that was a fun thing. <laughs> that was. So we left Alligator and headed uh, west again uh, and uh, Bachman Sparrow was our Ken, Ken needed Bachman Sparrow for his yes. life list. I had been to Florida and seen that there, and we're on the very northern end of the range of Bachman Sparrow. Uh, and so it, we kind of eBirded, looked all over eBird, and found one place that looked like we had a pretty good chance. People have been seeing one Bachman Sparrow at this bird. great big park. <laughs> well, we, we can are, find that. Yeah, we'll find it, no problem. <laughs> so we go back, and, and on the way I tell Ken's, uh, I'm not gonna repeat them here, they're not for public information, but my, uh, ROTC stories of ROTC advanced camp at Fort Bragg in this brutally hot summer and my uh, less than uh, great experiences during that summer. Uh, and uh, so I was saying, I'm going to Fort Bragg, I'm going to Fort Bragg, oh my goodness. <laughs> and we went there and uh, got a hotel, stayed overnight, uh, and got up the next morning and headed out on our Bachman Sparrow quest. So Ken, take it from there. Well, yeah, we went to, we found this one spot, uh, Carver Creek State Park. And uh, there was one Bachman Sparrow report there. And Ed, of course, we both are pretty giving to each other. So we, you know, we try to help each other out with our lists. And Ed was willing to, to search for a Bachman. We didn't get to the piney, piney woods in Texas. So, and in Florida, we, were, we stayed south. So we really hadn't had a chance for me to get one. So we went out and uh, we talked to a, a, a ranger that was working there and he, he told us about the trails and got us uh, going. We were a little early and he, he let us uh, go onto the trails. And we took a, a very nice morning hike around a, uh, do you remember the name of that trail? I don't know, it's about a mile and a quarter trail yeah. on the left-hand side. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> what direction it was. Left-hand side the of the west park. The west side, I think. And, and, yeah. and we walked a nice loop and it was riparian nice. and some piney forest. And we had a lot of good birds. Yeah, we did. But it just didn't seem right for Bachman Sparrow. My recollection was you just needed a, a more mature, better pine forest. So when, and now it's 10 o'clock, 10.30, and we've gone around there. We got really good birds, but got yellow-throated vireo. That was fun to see. Yeah, that was uh, fun to see And again. nice looks at uh, blue-gray gnat catchers and just a whole bunch of birds. Yeah, blue, Eastern east, bluebirds. It was fun. East but Coast birds. nothing that got us excited about a Bachman Sparrow. And now it's getting hot. It's 10.30 and 11 o'clock in the morning. We finished that part of the loop because we were just having so much fun. Birding, we want to hurry through it. Uh, and uh, and we have our flight that afternoon, so time's kind of tick, tick, ticking. And, and we head out the other direction. Uh, and we thought, well, at least we'll get a red cockaded woodpecker out the other direction because they were, you know, marked trees and we're pretty sure we'd get that. And so we walked down and, and Ken brought up the eBird list uh, and then the photo of the Bachman Sparrow was on a, on a power line, on a, on a wire. And we, I said, well, there's a power line down there. And so we kind of uh, walk on down to the power line. We walk down the power line quite a ways and back out and no luck. And it's, it's 
getting now it's noon or so and and we head out a little bit farther and I think Ken's getting the he's going a little fast unusually Ken's usually the slow methodical bird yeah I, I'm a slow poke and I'm usually the race ahead guy but Ken's walking along and I'm kind of lagging behind because it's it's good listening I can hear and and Ken gets maybe a hundred 150 yards ahead of me and I hear what I think is a Bachman sparrow singing quite a ways off maybe 100 meters off the off the trail and I get out Merlin bingo Bachman Sparrow so I give Ken a yell <laughs> Ken I got one get on back and I came a running <laughs> Ken comes running we it came in it came in and we got crushing looks at it yeah. really great it was very we played a couple of times it came right in and got beautiful looks at Bachman Sparrow best looks I've had and I've seen it a couple of times well I think one time in the past but it was right in our face beautiful looks, singing and perching up and so we were pretty pretty uh, satisfied with that and worked our way out and got pretty good looks at several uh, red cockaded woodpeckers uh, and sort of wrapped up our trip Oh, we got the oven birds there too. Oh, remember? we did. We had oven birds. Heard the right. oven birds. Heard them, didn't see I them. think we added a couple warblers there. Oh yeah. Oh, was, oh it we was, got a lot of. We added really to our, we, we left North Carolina with. Well, I don't remember what our list looked like. Uh, I'll. Uh, I'll. And in, in summary, I'll. Yeah. I'll give the summary of our birds and, and give a link to the to a trip report I did on the birdbanner.com website. But uh, so if anyone really gives a damn, they can look there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we had a great trip, uh, considering. I would say a great trip considering. Pelagic birding was good to get some East Coast pelagic birding in. Saw a couple of species that, that we wanted to see, uh, but maybe not the, in terms of species, not quite as well as we'd hoped, but still fine. Yeah, I'd say you need to be flexible. Uh, be quick to make other plans. Uh, if you're there and you do have a trip canceled on you, uh, talk to Kate Sutherland right away she's very accommodating she got back to us the evening before uh, the trip we were trying to uh, get on again uh, a trip that we weren't scheduled for and let us know ahead of time the night before so we could check out early the next morning and they're very accommodating so be flexible uh, use your noodle and and uh, you know you got to do what you got to do to get those birds anyway yeah so <laughs> The, the latest in the list of Ken and Ed go traveling birding uh, worked out beautifully. We both got home safe and sound. Uh, Ken got, what, 10? I got 10. Some of them were not too glamorous, but I you got You know, fish I crow. 10. I mean, you want fish <laughs> yeah. crow on your I list. I finally heard a fish crow that I was found acceptable. And believe it or not, uh, northern bobwhites there are countable. I guess they're not countable here as they're introduced. Mm -hmm. So even though we've had them in different places, they're... They're not uh, as no, I think the ones in Pierce are listable, but they've been there so long. But anyway, whatever. Who knows? I've depends uh, depends okay. on your uh, how uh, yeah. how comfortable you are listing them. The Pierce County bird has put them on their ear lists. I know that. But I don't know if I'd take it as a life bird. I think it's that new e-bird, uh, you know, their uh, yeah. their Anyway, changes. we had another <laughs> successful trip. I uh, haven't quite figured out what our next trip. What are you thinking, Ken? What's next for Ken and Edgo birding? Oh boy, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it either. I think it should be a big one. I think we may leave the ABA. That might be. It may be time for Ken to get his feet wet in Central America. Yeah, we'll see. 
We'll see. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Always good to get together with Ken. We talk birding all the time. We just did it and recorded it this time. Uh, so uh, thanks for listening, and uh, y'all have a good day. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate that. It's always fun when Ken and I go birding. I hope a little bit of that fun came across in this episode. I uh, will make sure, as always, I put up a blog post related to this episode, and I'll put some links to things like dynamic soaring, uh, to Brian Patterson's uh Pelagic Birding website, to the Westport Seabirds website, some other things that might be sort of related. Uh, I'll also put a, a link to the searcher boat. I had a previous episode where I talked a little bit about pelagic birding on the searcher and the five-day uh, San Diego trip they take. That is, again, such a wonderful trip. I highly recommend it to anyone who can plan two years ahead and get on it. It's in such demand. Anyway, thanks for listening. Until next time, good birding. Good day. Good day.